Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. If you are somebody that is dealing with some challenging relationships, could be your marriage, maybe boyfriend, girlfriend, got stuff going on, or you just don't feel aligned with life, just doesn't feel like it's supporting you or you're not getting the most out of life where you know there's something inside of you calling you, you know there's something there. Or maybe you have a business and it's not doing that great. Have you thought about meditation? We're going to talk about it today. We've talked about meditation before, but we're going to go layers deeper with a system that this guy designed. He is an amazing coach, does one-on-one coaching for business owners, executives, professionals, couples, individuals. And this is called Elemental Breathing the creation of the guy behind OneThoughtGrowth.com. And he's Zach Montrello. He's back with us. Hey, Zach, how you doing? Hey, Steve. I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. I'm really looking forward to uh, to this conversation today. I Last time we got together, I wrote down some of the things that we talked about. Not even kidding. And it's on a post-it note over here. We talked about uh, a number of things <laughs> from meditation to yoga and things that I struggle with doing right. Maybe I am, but maybe I'm not. But we all know it's all in the breath work. And you've come up with something that seems to be extremely powerful in in something called elemental breathing. What exactly is that? Yeah. So elemental breathing is an arrangement of various different meditation systems and breath work practices. And it's arranged in a certain way where it's very simple, practical, and effective. And there's four um, techniques or practices. There's the breath of earth, water, fire, and air. And each uh, practice has a different, a different function, a different, a different uh, reason for why we practice it. So for example, the breath of earth is a grounding practice. It helps us root. It helps us get deeper into our body. It helps us observe our thoughts without attaching to them as much. And this opens up space for you know, levels of uh, calmness and and relaxing. And then the other three techniques have different um, functions and movements as well. So it's this system that is built to interwork and interplay together. And once you learn the different breaths and the different meditations, you can actually have like an arsenal and you're like a a painter, an artist, and you can really interlink all these different practices. And it's, it's a very beautiful, it's a very beautiful thing. And it's had amazing results. Let's talk about some of the things that it helps people with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things? Yeah, I mean, I can talk about myself. You know, if, if you're like me, then, you know, your mind can be going very quickly. Uh, you might have fear come up. And before you know it, you're not acting or really like almost like letting yourself be in your be at your best. You know, the fear is taking over or you're overthinking or you're experiencing some anxiety so what's so important about this practice is instead of distracting yourself, you actually sit and go within. You sit with it, and what you learn is you learn to develop a nice emotional resilience, emotional intelligence. You can feel more calm naturally. Uh, you can learn to sit through any experience that you're having, any thought, any feeling. And what that does is that actually increases your productivity. It actually uh, increases your awareness. It increases your ability to respond to situations instead of emotionally reacting. And overall, it gives you more space to experience more fulfillment and more happiness. 
have you been in those situations where, and and I believe we all have at some point where something yeah. triggers us or something's going on and you feel anxiety and you just, you know, stressing out a little bit over something. Do you practice that to bring you back to center? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I would consider myself, um, anxiety is still something that I experience and it's something that if I didn't have these practices, I when I before I did any of this, it, it could take over my day, take over my week, you know. And before you know it, I'm just distracting myself perpetually because I just I just don't want to feel this. So these type of practices really, it's like there's there's a metaphor you might have heard, Steve, where um, you know it's it's the different ways that uh, a bison and a cow respond to a storm. So, you know, when a storm comes, the cows run away from the storm, right? And essentially they're prolonging it, but the bison chooses to walk right into it. They literally go right in, understanding that that's the fastest way through. And these practices challenge us to do that. They challenge us to go in, but it's also beautiful because the way it's designed is because I specialize in making this practical, accessible. And what I say is building this for the long run or brick by brick mentality you know, you're looking at five to 10 minutes a day, five, 10 minutes of practice a day. And what that means is you're going to be feeling different things each day. You know, on a Saturday morning, you know, you might be feeling a little bit lighter than a different day, mm. but then there might be a day when you're feeling a lot of anxiety or experiencing a lot of anxiety. And it's going to be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I got to sit through this for a minute. I got to breathe through this. And it definitely helps. It definitely helps you ground. It helps you ruin. And they're showing that scientifically. And, you know, the results are, are very tangible. It's funny how it's called breath work, and I I firmly believe everything in life is work. I don't mean that in a negative way, but even making plans. I'm I've said it before. Making plans <laughs> for this weekend, my friend's birthday, my friend yeah. Dawn's birthday is tomorrow, and we got a bunch of people hanging out in two different locations, and it's like it's going to be fun, but it is work. But breath work to achieve that that great feeling. Uh, that clarity, uh, reduce anxiety, or whatever de- you're dealing with, is yeah. is work. You have to work at it. You have to focus on it. It's not just, hey, I'm just going to breathe and feel better, right? Yeah, and I think I think we can add to that too because I, I I see what you're saying. You know, energy exertion, work. It's work, and it's another thing. It's you're building a relationship to it. That's that's the real key. Is that we actually haven't been uh, taught to build a relationship to our breathing. That's, that's the gap. Actually, hmm. That's the big gap is, is we're not, we haven't been taught how to tune into it. We haven't been taught how to, how to focus in on it. So, you know, it's something very foreign to us, but what's so beautiful is the breath is, I call it like a sacred ally. It's the one thing in this life that is not going to hurt you. It's always there to actually nurture you. It's always there to take care of you. It's always there to keep you vital. It's always there to energize you. And, you know, as you're moving through life, that's a pretty powerful thing to think about. Thoughts change, emotions change, people are changing. The breath is right by your side always. So tuning into it, building a relationship to it, especially in the way that I've developed with elemental breathing, it does change your life because you're tuning into something sacred. You're tuning into something that wants to, to really support your well-being. So there's a really profound mental shift when we start thinking with the breath work and with meditation is I'm building a deeper relationship with myself and I'm building a deeper relationship with my breathing 
And I'm curious to see how far that can take me. I'm curious to see where this can go. I love what you're saying there, Zach, about the relationship with breathing, because I've never heard it put that way, but there it is. You, you have to be aware. You have to connect with your breathing. It's everything. You can survive for a number of days without water, a week without food. You can't survive for more than a couple of minutes without air and breathing. But we, we minimize the importance in our lives. Can you help us out with that? You know, a breathing technique, things that we should be doing? Yeah, let's do it. I can give you guys some really, really foundational techniques um, that can be done today, can be done even while you're listening to this. Sure. And we'll bring in some of the practical components of this. Okay, so the first thing that we, we want to tune in on with the breath is that if we just say, okay, follow your breath, which you might hear in some different types of meditation practices, the difficulty with just following your breath is the breath is pretty elusive. It's happening in a lot of different parts of your body, right? So what the breath of earth centers around is tuning into a specific place where you're breathing, honing in the, on a specific part of your body. And that part of your body is your nose. So Steve, even if you want to try this out, you want to be, be the guinea pig right here. Sure. Um, I'll invite you to close your eyes and I'll take you through 30 seconds to a minute of this. Right. So I invite you to close your eyes, allow yourself to take some nice breaths in and out. As you're breathing, you might feel your heart rate moving a little bit. You might be having some thoughts. That's okay. But allow yourself to tune into that breathing and become aware when it's coming in the body. Become aware when it's going out. And as you're becoming more aware, start to tune into the breathing specifically at the nose. The sensations that you feel when the breath is touching the nose, asking yourself, how does it feel when this touches my nose? How does it, what's the pace? What's the movement? Your heart might be moving. There might be some thoughts. That's okay. But stay tuned on that nose for a little bit, observing when that breath comes in and out in a sacred movement, a sacred ebb and flow. I'm going to count from five to zero. I'll invite you back. Five, four, three, two, one, and zero. So that was just one minute. Mm. And I would Recommend that to listeners. Now, I put you on the spot, Steve. Obviously, you're on the air, so I might have felt your heart rate up a little higher, right, than if you were doing that by yourself. But it's this idea of we can play with our awareness. We can tune into different places on our body. And the nose has a ton of sensors that directly connect to our brain. So when we let ourselves, for example, put on a timer for one minute, sit down, smile, breathe, tune into the nose, you're actually releasing a lot of endorphins that that calm the head, calms the forehead. Now, again, Steve, you were on the spot there, but what did you feel when you did that? Zach, I, I forgot about or blocked out the other stuff that's going on. And yeah, yes, we're on here. I got meters moving. I've got things going on doing this podcast, but there's other thoughts in my head. Of course. All I did was focus on my nostrils. And it's yes. funny, you said to do that I was doing it anyway. That's where my, mm -hmm. that's what I was centering on. Anyway, mm -hmm. you know, the air coming in, the air mm -hmm. leaving. Um, I never knew that there are so many sensors or receptors in our, in our nose that directly, so many. I had no idea mm -hmm. after so all this time. And whoa, right away, right away. There it is. Why, why this is so important. Why, why, why <laughs> meditation is key. And I, I did not know that. So that, that says a lot right there. Well, it's exciting. And, and yeah, thanks for being such a, such a good player there, Steve coming in, coming in. 
that was a lot of work, Zach. That was a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, thank you for sharing that feedback. And and again, it's 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 so beautiful, you know, in the system of elemental breathing. I call it the four attitudes, and we remember it by using the acronym RIBS. Okay, and that first attitude, that R, is returning back to yourself, not fixing. Now, this is very this is very important because what can happen with meditation practices, even what we just did, is there can be this undertone either, whether it's conscious or subconscious, like, I got to do this because I got to fix myself. Like, I got a lot of problems here. But all of the ancient teachings show us, and my experience has shown me, we're actually returning back to ourselves. Your natural state is calm. My natural state is calm. But there's a lot of chaos going on in the world, in our lives, and it pulls at us. It pushes us. It moves us. Da da da. But meditation is saying, okay, well, let's let's try and retune back in. Let's try and go back in, even if it's one second that we touch it, even if it's two seconds, and that's going to help us actually remember uh, that calmness, that state of being. Uh, that's natural, and that is, yeah, in, inherently tranquil. So these practices help us get in tune with that, and it's so important to remember when you're thinking about uh, starting a meditation practice. It's the simple things done right over and over again that create breakthroughs. Simplicity into complexity, always with this, rather than the other way around. So, Steve, I just want to say thank you again for, uh, yeah, for participating in that. Wow. Interesting how you say that because we know that it takes time to create a new habit and habits are pretty much, I believe, everything. Um, You hear 21 days, then you hear 90 days to continue to do one thing, you know, even even breath work or meditation to to perfect it. Um, What are your thoughts and and how long that that takes? It's a great question. So I've worked with a lot of people who, you know, they built a practice and they, they started daily. Uh, and they're still going. And I think the main thing is, I'll say it like this. I'll use a story. When I was 19 years old, I might have told you this, Steve, in our first episode. I, I broke my lower back. I remember. And I do remember. Yeah. Never forgot that, to be honest with you. I'm sure you never forgot it either. I haven't forgot that one yet either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I broke my lower back. And I had all these existential moments because I was crippled you know, lost all this weight, lost my identity as an athlete. And I, uh, wind sprints at that time, I had, I wasn't doing any meditation. Wind sprints were a really big way to, to reduce anxiety for me. And I had to sit with myself and go, damn, I, I won't be doing wind sprints when I'm 60. So what is something that I can actually practice for the long run? What's something that I can actually do that's going to endure with me? And I think about that question a lot, especially when I'm thinking about building a practice or building something, a habit, uh, and when I think of meditation, and every time I'm teaching people or talking about it, I think it's really inviting to to think about it in that way, you know, like going within ourselves a little bit each day, connecting with ourselves, giving ourselves a little bit of space to be with ourselves. And what I've noticed is when you're using a timer, which I recommend to everybody, using mm-hmm. a timer every time you go, I recommend the app Insight Timer, that starts tracking your days. So what I've seen is people, because <laughs> I'm in communication with people a lot about this, you know, they hit they hit their first three days. They're they're so happy, you know. Then they're at seven, then they're at ten, then they're at twenty, then they're at thirty, and then before you know it, the day doesn't feel 
complete unless you're doing it. It's like, oh, it's become so much a part of me. Mm. That's that's typically around the 40-day mark, that type of feeling. Like, oh, yeah, it's actually – it feels more abnormal not doing it now. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm feeling, da 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 So I would say around that, like, 40 to 42-day mark. What a great uh, feeling to have, though, to know that you've you've gotten to the point where – this thing called meditation or whatever it is, and you know it's supporting you, you know it's good for you, and you're at the point where, oh, yeah, I didn't do it today. Boy, that was a weird day. What a cool feeling. Mm-hmm. I gotta get yeah, there. Yeah, because what it, what, what it is, is it's like, uh, just to make one more comment on that, what it is, is it's like, I didn't get a chance to be with myself today. Hmm. I gave myself to everything else. And everyone else. I went to, and everyone else. I went to work, I played the game with the Bills, you know, and, and, and all that, I actually didn't have any space for myself today. I escaped into this. I left this. And how do I feel? I feel actually kind of empty. I, I bet you Zach, that a lot of us feel that way and can't put a finger on it. Like why, why is something missing? I, I don't know what it is. And sometimes we will gravitate toward, you know, let me, let me call a friend. Let me go hang out with some friends. Let me do this. Let me do that with others, but you don't need them. You need you, you need you, <laughs> but you didn't get enough of you, uh, or in the right way, you know, the right connection yeah. to you. Um, that's, I think that's what you just said. It's huge. And, and we miss it. We miss the mark. We, we, we all do. We all do. And I, and I, I have been there so many times as well in the past. Like we're all missing that. I, <laughs> my voice just went in four directions. Um, where I was going was there's been a strong precedence in our current culture on the external. And there has been a really underlying, uh, you know, unconscious theoretical framework tenant that you're going to get your filling up of the internal from the external. It's a very external to internal culture currently. And I'm all about Mm. participating. And, you know, every client that I work with, you know, we're working on the path of integration. But what often does need to be filled up is a little bit more of the internal space. And what's so cool about these things is people will go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half. You don't need to do that this long. You don't need to. You, you really need 10 to 15 minutes. That's a, that's the amount of time. So it's, it's about making these decisions of, hmm, how can I better honor myself? How can I better, um, you know, build a healthier relationship with myself? And people will go the limit externally. I mean, I've seen people doing stuff in the gym. I'm like, wow. Right. But then they're like, ah, no, I don't want to meditate. And that's fine if you don't want to, but whatever it comes down to the inner world does need to be nurtured and nourished. Now, depending on how the person wants to do that, that's their journey. This is just one way and one way that's been proven successful since, you know, thousands and thousands of years. But it's so important if you're listening to this, and this is really a big time for this right now astrologically is I have to give myself more space to go within and to really start cultivating a deeper relationship with myself. This is going to lead to more fulfillment, more happiness, more money, better relationships. I'm, I'm still processing what you said there, how we're a culture of everything from the outside gets in. And it's, it's not the way it was years ago where it's the inside out. Uh, profound because we digest so much content, social media, Mm -hmm, a lot, digital, all of that, that we're putting Mm -hmm. stuff in 
but we're not we're not expressing it out or getting mm-hmm. within our head. Uh, we're allowing other things to do that, i.e., devices. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. How about in the uh, couple of minutes, few minutes that we have left? Yeah, please. Elemental breathing. Any other thoughts on that? Things that we should be mindful of when it comes to uh, even try to meditate or just even having a moment, <laughs> just connecting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. We can we can talk about that. We can come full circle with elements of breathing a little bit. I can talk about how if anyone's listening to this and they want to get, uh, they want to participate in a challenge that I'm running that starts March 4th. We can talk about that real quickly as well. Um, the the main thing, there's a few main things we'll, we'll close up with. Uh, the first thing is uh, the way in which we perceive thoughts and our emotions. When we start giving ourselves a chance to observe thoughts and emotions without reacting to them, things become a little different. Okay. So a simple exercise that you can do is you can put on a timer for two minutes, sit down with yourself, start breathing. And before you try to change anything, change thoughts, change, try to control, give yourself a chance to be present with them while focusing on your breathing at the nose. Just two minutes. Now, the experiences can vary, but even that in itself is going to open up space between you and your thoughts because a thought doesn't inherently have power. A thought gains power by us giving it importance. And what can happen is we can walk around thinking that every thought's our own, that every thought we're having is ours. That's not simply not true. So many thoughts are programmed through social media, advertisement, expectations, genetics, ancestry. So the invitation on the channel on the table is begin to start playing with your relationship to thoughts, not taking every single one as being yours. And the breathing is what's always going to be able to get you into a space to observe. And the way you can truly do that is by dedicating five to 10 minutes a day. Because if you're trying to do it, just walking around in the chaos of a day, it's Mm. going to be difficult. Sure. So I would, I would suggest to anyone listening, it's a strong invitation on the on the table because I really do know the power of this. Five minutes a day, you deserve that space. You deserve that space. You deserve that time. Um, you can check out onethoughtgrowth.com or go to my Instagram, uh, Zachary underscore Pontrello. I'm running a 28 day free challenge. We got over, I think, 25 people in already uh, for 28 days consecutively of meditation, five to 10 minutes a day. Uh, this is such a big, important theme right now, cosmically, astrologically, and a lot of people are thinking about it, and I just want to keep putting that invite out there because I feel so strongly uh, about this time and about this practice. Wow. I love this. Um, and I think that a lot of us can't do it alone. You know, I've no, tried. We need, we need each other. We need each other. <laughs> totally agree. We need each other. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I've tried and years, years have gone by. Um, but I like how you say setting the time. You have to dedicate the time to it or it's not going to work. It's just you're not going to make that connection to yourself. The the website, onethoughtgrowth.com. I know that, Zach, you're available for a consult if somebody wants to see if it's the, the right fit for them in their life. Um, Absolutely. And you offer so many different things aside from coaching. Uh, you said before, cosmically and astrologically, uh, yeah. Maybe at some point, I'd love to take a look at, and this is stuff that's completely in your wheelhouse. I would love yeah. to take a look at what's going on now. Maybe next time we get together, even for a few minutes, what's yeah. going on now cosmically and, and astrologically? Uh, it's ever-changing. 
And uh, that might even yeah. make a connection with with us or some of us, like why this is happening in our lives and maybe why things aren't happening. What do you think? Amazing. And I'm going to give everyone a really quick hint, sure. really fast. So it's a it's a full moon coming in tomorrow. Oh. It's a full moon in Virgo. Uh, I think the person I'm talking to, Steve, aren't you a Virgo? Ding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So So it's a really, really big time. We'll close up on this. It's a really important time to clean out things that aren't working in your life anymore. It's a really important time to use your critical discernment to start making choices of, ah, this is working for me, so I'm going to lean in, and this is not working for me. It's a very, very big time for that theme. So if you're feeling pressures and you're having some resentment come through and you're like, ah, that's because something needs to be cleaned out. Something needs to be cleared out. Um, so that invitation's on the table for you to build something new, something or or lean into something that's already serving you. So I just want to invite uh, everyone who's listening to to think about that and and just continue to refine because refinement's such a big theme right now. Truly appreciate that, and I've been feeling it and made a decision even this morning. Not even kidding, Zach, to start some cleaning in terms of relationships that don't support. And uh, that was this morning. I was in the, I'm not even kidding. And uh, that's probably why. And that's where I was going with that. It's, it's the pressure of the universe and astrologically planet alignment. All of that is, is kind of squeezing us a little bit. And uh, it does, you know, that that's the right word too. It is a pressure. It pressures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how it works. And, Mm -hmm. and you reaffirm that. Uh, Thank you for today. Really appreciate it. And uh, definitely looking forward next time we, uh, we get together. This is cool. Thanks Steve. I'll talk to you next week. We'll be right right back. Bye-bye. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.